No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, 
and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. so funny nothing no quit laughing nothing hey hey everybody. wow that was a dead end dead intro oh i didn't i didn't know if you had actually pushed record we're done or not. i don't know if i've pushed record to be honest with you i uh, <laughs> think i have yeah i have there we go hey now no hey everybody welcome welcome to this uh this midweek that's uh, right edition today is more today <laughs> we don't really know that, that, it could that, come that, out wednesday right. thursday so thursday. that way there's no pressure wednesday yeah, <laughs> it's no wednesday yeah they all end in day it's the week yeah this week good <laughs> one or like listen to when you're at blunch <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let them in on blunch blunch oh okay blunch, blunch was just something we were joking around about i don't know how it came up on the patio mm-hmm. it's brunch and lunch like put together we're like no blunch <laughs> Blunch, Blunch just doesn't sounds, sound good. It, it doesn't sound, sound appetizing. <laughs> That's a silly, uh, another no simple word Apple, road. Apple has no simple word road. No simple word road. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's silly time in the studio. Um, hey, guess what, everybody? What? We have something really not silly for you here. No, this is not silly. This is, that, this is beautifully awesome. serious. This is our brother, Jeff Firewalker Schmidt who just created an album with the one and only John Medeski. Their band is called St. Disruption. And um, a little background on Jeff. He is a tobacco. He is um, a medicine man. He's a healer. Folk ceremonialist. Yep. And uh, martial arts master. PhD. (laughs) The list goes on and on. This guy went to college at 15 um, he graduated high school 15. Oh, okay. Next year he went to college. Yeah. That's just nuts all by itself. At 15, I was not ready for any of that. But um, yeah, he has done some amazing work in his life and through the magic of the Amazon jungle, ended up meeting um, John Medeski. And the two of them are working on this amazing project together. And With a bunch of other artists as well. Yeah. And this is not what... So when I heard that Jeff and John Medeski were going to be putting an album out together, I was expecting um, something completely different than what we got. And this was a really welcome, amazing surprise. Um, this is not what I would have expected with spiritual music because it is spiritual music 
but it's not what you would normally expect. This is a this album is a movement, and it is something that is more than just music. It is these poems set to this amazing music, but with these videos and oh yeah. Like there's just so much to it. It's meant to be um, a catalyst for change. And we talk about that during this. And um, we have other things on the horizon with Jeff to also create more. um, I guess change is just the best word, you know, change and connection. um, Dialogue. Yeah. To create dialogue, just to create a movement, a forward thinking movement um, and you know, the first time I heard pain storms, that was so intense. It'll shake you up. I was doing yoga to it. So I put it on and I started doing yoga to it. And I just, I had to stop and look at the video. And I probably looked at the video like three times and then I continued to do yoga. And it was, it was a really powerful session. And it just made me like so excited to hear the rest of the album and luckily he did send us the album so we have heard but then they also um, released choke a man that's another crazy video that's so it's strong it is um gosh powerful yeah like i'm trying to find these like extravagant words because that's what it feels like when i listen to this um i get music it's it's not it's, it's not only music, yeah it's yeah. not only music and it's not only powerful it's it's moving it's forward thinking it like gets you involved it wants you you want to be involved and um he's done something super special super special yeah and this is one of those conversations at least well i know for actually for all three of us like the conversation created a change Oh yeah. In each one of us in a different way. Um, how did, what did it do for you, babe? Um, how did it affect you? I started doing a morning practice from this conversation. Yep. And, um, he wasn't joking. No, oh, you'll hear about that in this. We both started yes. doing that every yeah. morning. You'll hear about it. Like Ooh, giving I started something doing it as well. Yeah. The, yeah. The other thing I loved about this too is I'm, I'm so glad we're doing zoom. We get to see the people yes. because at first, just kind of reading about him, all, all, all the things that you guys mentioned that he, you know, master in martial arts, all these things, these PhDs, sometimes that, that's a little intimidating. Very like, intimidating. And he is just, he is the cool, he just reminded me of like my cool, chill, kickback, humble uncle. He's so inviting. With and a he rad is so, sense of humor. And, yeah. And you could tell he's so excited about everything he wants to share and get out there. And this was just a very heartwarming welcoming conversation with this with jeff yeah yeah i said it too like when we he came on i was like i'm a little intimidated and he's just so friendly and loving you can feel his love and Mm -hmm. and genuine you know and he's he's done so much and and by talking to him you would never know it because he's so easygoing and humble and appreciative and so during the course of the conversation i mean just really felt like a a family member 
like like Apple said, like an uncle or just like somebody that you just really respect, you know, that cool uncle that's gone to the jungle and, you know, <laughs> and he's and he, it's an he, awesome teacher yeah. on top of it. Indiana and, Jones. Yeah. And yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I was very like, I'm still like reeling from that conversation because the week that we did this, we had some pretty heavy conversations, like three in a row. Yeah. And I was just shocked, like at what words could do after they were said. Well, and then <laughs> think about like, just from having a conversation, it was a catalyst for all of us individually. Like we didn't discuss it. No. We each individually decided to start doing that without saying anything to the oh, others. Yeah. And and not only that, it leveled up other things around here too. Almost immediately. Mm-hmm. The the quickness of the manifestations that have happened, it's so this, ridiculous. Yeah. The it's, synchronicities are off the chains. Yeah. It's Yeah. It, it just feels like I was thinking about this this morning when I was kind of waking up, like at the beginning of COVID, it was really scary. Like didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Didn't know where we were going. Everything came to a stop. We didn't know how to maneuver in that space. And then we kind of started finding our way and figuring out how to maneuver and, and continue doing what we do and, but there came a moment and I don't can't pinpoint when it was, but it, it, there's a call to level up. Yes, for sure. I, I definitely felt it. And I felt it, it and feel it yeah, still. Yeah. And it's like a rubber meeting the road time and like consciousness is raising. Yes. And, 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 and that sounds so silly no you don't gotta say that you don't have to say that it's it's not silly it really isn't it's a thing that's like i I remember hearing that like 2012 that you know the whatever all the stuff that you would hear and it, it i would be like oh yeah cool whatever but we're fucking in it and it's happening and it you can feel it i can feel it and it's, we're not the only ones recognizing that, so it's not silly. No, and Every, we're in the age of Aquarius. Everybody we're talking to is feeling it. Everybody's feeling it, and then it's people like Jeff that are bold enough to do these incredible... It's just artwork. I'm going to say that because it's it's music, but it's set to this beautiful video and these amazing collaboration with all these fantastic... Like, you guys are not going to be disappointed when you hear this album Mm-mm. and they have a Kickstarter um, that they have um, on Instagram through their Saint Disruption. So you can like click on the link. I encourage everybody to go and just at least read about what they're trying to do um, because it is so important to, you know, we're all like fans and, and appreciators of music. Um, but this is leveling that up. This is leveling up just the fact that you're a fan. You like to buy merch. You like to go to the show. This is like participatory and you can participate and there's ways. And Jeff really kind of brought that to light 
and he's bringing it to fruition with this album, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I encourage everybody who's listening to this to go do your research on Jeff. Um, and you know what he's doing with St. Disruption and so many other amazing, amazing artists. You know, what's funny about this is, um, we got connected with Jeff through a publicist Mm -hmm. and, um, I remember you, (laughs) you came out and you're like, Hey, (laughs) should we have this guy on the show? We did not, we did not know who Jeff was. Um, and she just had this really beautiful long bio about him and Aaron starts reading it and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I was already, (laughs) I was already like, yes, but scared because I was intimidated. I'm like, Oh my God, what, what could we say to him? But honestly it was beautiful. This Mm -hmm. conversation was beautiful. But you know, what's funny. I, we, I got the letter from the publicist and the publicist letter said to look at his, um, Ted talk. Yes. And I've seen that Ted talk before. You have? I have. Crazy. So weird. Cause I, I, I looked at it, but I hadn't seen it before. I've seen the Ted talk before and, and you guys out there go, go, um, go on Google or YouTube and, and look up Jeff Firewalker Schmidt Ted talk. And it's about plant medicine healing our hearts. And it's amazing. And I saw it. I I can't remember when, but I just thought to myself, well, that's odd. Like out of all the YouTube videos out there floating around, I've seen this one. And then, like I said, talking to him created a, a, like a movement in the house. It moved the energy in the Mm -hmm. house. And um, I really hope that this conversation can do that for you guys out there. Cause you know how like you go to a dead show and the show is magical. And then you can play that tape for somebody that show for somebody and they can hear the magic in the show too. I feel like these conversations have that same kind of thing in them. Like the magic gets recorded somehow and if it did that for us, it can do it for you guys. So that's my hope with putting this out for all of you is that it does something even similar to and, what happened here. Cause yeah. And my hope is um, Jeff becomes a recurring guest on the show because we just barely, barely scratch the surface of who he is because you know we wanted to talk about the album that's that's kind of why he was coming on the show but him as a person he's got so much more depth to him that it was so hard to just stay on task I wanted to ask him about his martial arts I wanted to ask him about his growing up and all of his you know um you know say he knows a little bit a little bit about everything this is one (laughs) of those people that you could probably ask any question he'd have some insight knowledge on it yeah imagine sitting down with indiana jones and trying to get his whole life story in one well i love what he said he's just like i like to learn i like to stay busy <laughs> you know it was I just like simple to learn as that. too man but geez <laughs> do things i like to sleep too no man so yeah i mean you guys understand where we're coming from with this there there's some magic here and um this is exactly what i meant when I said I wanted to bring you some food. Yeah, and, this is definitely mad. And, and you'll see, well, last week with Arthur Leland, this one, what's coming up, <clears throat> there's there's underlying common theme to all oh, these yeah. that continues to come around. Yeah, and that's true. And you will catch it in these. I'm not even going to say what it is, just you'll, oh, yeah. you'll get it. Yeah, I, I would, I would uh, 
ask you to do something. If you haven't listened to the Arthur Lee Land episode, go stop right now. Go listen to the Arthur Lee Land episode, then come back and listen to this, and you are going to trip out how this is a continuation. And then we have one more for you. Yeah, you that know? continues this one. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what's insane is that you know Aaron mentioned that he's like, yeah, I we, we want to start doing stuff that's a little bit you know not only music. It can still include music, but let's you know let's think outside the box. Let's raise it up and. These three people um, that we had on, Arthur Leland, Jeff Firewalker, and uh, Gordon White that we're going to be bringing out, like, if the house was able to vibrate, it would have been vibrating. Oh, yeah. Like, from those three conversations. And I still am, like I said, I'm still digesting all of that stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. And it's, Aaron said at the beginning of this that it just started like you didn't know what time this feels like it started around mm-mm. of like the raising of the con. Oh yeah, it feels to me like like a week or week week and a half into January, things started happening, and we were talking about doing other guests with our musical guests, and then all of a sudden these three in a row came to us. Mm-hmm. I think we got it's like everybody got through last year. We made it through the holidays chilled for a minute into the new year like okay is everything gonna change immediately and then now it's like now it's time to do like that now it's time to do shit now the consciousness this is raising everybody's coming out stretching spring's coming true everybody's getting ready and this is part of that well i want to just throw this one in too because another precursor an episode we haven't released yet but jamel oh that was that started the yeah. kind of raising the bar, the consciousness, the vibration, the bringing you guys a little bit of meat other than just strictly the music. Like that conversation had me reeling also. And to pick up with these next three, it was just, you know, I find us so fortunate to be able to talk to these people and have these grand conversations and they're recorded. Like, you know, a lot of times when you have a conversation and it is impactful, you know, it's not recorded. So you, you, it's in your memory, but the fact that I can go back and listen to this, it's like I could write an essay about it. You know, I I feel like that that's, that's what the content is, you know? So this is some of the proudest work that I've ever done on no simple road. I'll have to agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah, it really is. And, I, and I'm not taking anything away from the wonderful conversations we've no, had. No, man, this is just so many. We're in but, a different time and space right yes. now and we're moving forward. And yeah, please don't don't misunderstand. We're not we're not going to stop having musical guests on the no, show. Jeff that is a musical yeah. guest. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This yeah. is it. Um, but we're just mixing it up. And, you know, talking about like the raising of consciousness, the thing that comes to my mind. You know how like. Everybody out there has seen Rocky, right? And like Rocky would go have a fight and then get beat beat to shit. And then like he's in the hospital and then, then he's training and the music's playing and then finally he makes it to the to the title fight at the end of the movie. I feel like that is now. Like that we're stepping into in, the title in, fight? In, into the ring you know, after training and getting beat up 
<laughs> right? <laughs> Didn't know like COVID yeah. was that beat yeah. up. You know what I mean? And then, I, I mean, I have to disagree a little bit because, I mean, not for you. That's how you feel. But like, I'm saying, I'm proud of. 2020 what no simple road did like oh yeah, we I didn't freaking skip a beat no i'm not we, talking about that i'm saying like the personally. the way that it felt it was the world oh, got gnarly. the world got yeah, beat we up. got beat up man it was gnarly yeah. and and then everything kind of calmed down and and like okay kind of like a stand and everybody's still. ready to go now yeah, yeah. it's like and i hear that damn, music in my head it's getting stagnant we gotta go yeah <laughs> There's there's stuff moving, man. The the family is is uh, really ready to go and gonna start doing things on their own if somebody else don't start doing it for them. So you know, what let, do you mean? Let's, let's make stuff to do happen, it, man. There's things starting to happen. Things no, are opening there's things up. That, they're there's... popping off, guys. We're we're making stuff happen, and we you know we say a lot on the show, but we also have little secrets and surprises for you guys in store. So <laughs> stay tuned because you know who knows. We're doing a lot more video, so that's that's another thing we're trying to like you know figure out how to do video the best way and the most beautiful way. We don't want to just throw out some bullshit stuff, but in addition to the video, you know because these conversations have raised our consciousness and raised our thought process, you guys are going to get the, you're going to be the recipients of that, you know, and my prayer and hope is that you guys feel that and it raises a consciousness in your homes and in your circles. Yeah. So before we get to the interview, let's just do like really abbreviated because it's only been, few days few days so how's your weekend been my weekend was great we had a really fun weekend today's actually val we're recording on valentine's day happy um, valentine's day everybody happy, happy valentine's, valentine's day. day um i we've had a lot of snow so that was super fun had a snow day left work early and then um we had a fantastic little dance party on friday night which elevated my spirits and made me just appreciate appreciate what we have here it re-appreciating and then jasper called and said happy <laughs> valentine's day to nunu and, and the just, cutest little voice ever uh, oh and he God. he called i sent him a valentine's package and so adam called me on facetime and jasper's wearing his whole outfit with his socks and his cute little shirt and pants that i bought him and was just thank you so much and so excited and Right there, the month could have stopped and I was fine. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I just really miss Jasper, but everything else has been, I've been had had really good spirits. I've, I've, I felt awake and elevated. So, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's, that's my week. Yeah, it was, it was funny. I was, you never know with the weather here. Like they could be like, it's going to snow and you guys are going to, it's going to be four degrees. And then the next day it's windy and 80 yeah just who knows <laughs> yeah they get pre- snow predictions it's a wrong. tough job up here being yeah. a weatherman and um they said it was going to snow for four days and i was like yeah right and then it started snowing well it didn't snow for four but it stuck till for four yeah and I, I was like yeah bring it and then it really started and i was like okay you could maybe not bring it quite so much but too late and uh yeah we've i've been homebound for since thursday haven't left and uh 
it's nice, man. It's it's nice. It's like quiet outside because yeah, of the snow. And, well, it's nice when it snows because you're. It makes it easy. It's like I can't really go do anything. Mm-hmm. It kind of reinforces that. Like stay home. And yes, chill. the hunkering down. It's nice outside. It's cold. Yeah, it's awesome. And like Mel said, we did. We had a dance party and and uh, we did a little ceremony. And we did a beautiful, beautiful. And um, it's just been an amazing weekend. And I'm in awe of how responsive the universe is to statements right now. Like, I remember on New Year's, I, I was saying, like, there's this well of energy out there and it just wants to make. It's like ready to make everybody's dreams come true is the vision I kept getting is this thing like out there that has just like thrumming with energy. And if you touch it, it just is ready to give to you. And boy, oh boy, is that making itself apparent to me. And uh, it's, I'll be honest, like at first it's, it's a little bit overwhelming. Like you're getting what you asked for. So be careful what you ask for Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And make sure that's what you really want or that you're ready to handle it. You know what I mean? Like, or, or you get something and it causes you to have to like level up, level yourself up. And it's like, Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I'm to ready. Whom much is given much is required. Right. So yeah, that this weekend has been a nice exclamation point on all of that yeah. for me. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to, f- do the thing. So, how about you, Apple? Well, well the same thing. We're, weekend. This is weekend update. Weekend, <laughs> weekend update. update. <laughs> With Apple. Well, Friday was wonderful because I didn't have to go to work. Yay! And, extra day off. Uh, yeah, so I had a, I actually got a snow day with this snow. The snow was very welcome because we didn't get any this year. We got but one day, and it, it was stick, didn't though. stick. And, and like, and there was no white Christmas, no. and then earlier I was just out singing. You can't help it; it makes you feel like Beautiful a little kid. Mm-hmm. Being here reminds me of like Christmas story. You're snowed in. You're wearing your heavy jacket. Yeah. It just it was it was a really fun weekend. Uh, we had a fun Friday night. I had a couple friends over and just enjoyed ourselves. Um, had great food, just good spirits, mm. and snow to make it all just cute. <laughs> it really <laughs> has been. It, it, it is. It's, it's just been a really fun weekend. And today it was really nice and relaxed. And settle in, have a little dinner. It's just been a really nice weekend. Yeah. It really has been. And it's one of those weekends where you don't mind it being over because it was so great that yeah. you're like, okay, yeah. I'll yeah, go to work cool. on Monday. It's, it's, yeah. it's not like, oh, I wish I had one more. It's like, <laughs> like wow, no. this was perfect. Exactly. Yeah, man. And Feeling uh, just gratitude for a lot of things. Like that's been another like um, theme overlying, not underlying, overlying theme is just the gratitude for like you mentioned about the universe like responsive like that's another thing that's been going through this um, thread is is the earth and how much she needs our attention again and it's not like oh save the earth no the earth is fine yeah we need to cut out our bullshit with our emissions and nuclear weapons and all kinds of stuff but what i mean is she just needs us to come back to she her. Needs love. She Think needs about some this love. to give love back. Yeah, attention. She gives love Think all about the time. When you don't call your mom for That's weeks. That's what I was just gonna say. 
that sucks. I when Sid is busy and like she's been busy and she hasn't been able to call because she's been on photo shoots and stuff, which I'm grateful for. She's back to work and it's great. But like I know she loves me, but it's sad, you know? And so that's really I feel like what's happening with the earth more. It's like, yeah, we're polluting her, y'all. But you know what? She's been always been able to handle that. What we need is to come back to her and appreciate her and thank her and call on her. And mom misses her kids. Yeah, mom yeah, misses give you. Mom a call. <laughs> give mom, give a, mom call. a call. That's a then, good way. And there's lots yeah. of ways to do it. Yes, there gonna, is. That's talked about in here, and we've been calling more too. Yeah, yeah. We called Friday. Yes, we. Yes, did. we did. So, you know what? Let's do the shortened business and get them to Jeff. Short business. Short business. Yeah. You know what to Follow do. Follow us on Instagram and at all No the, Simple Road. All the other social media platforms at so at at social media at No Simple Road. <laughs> Go to nosimpleroad.com. Check out the merch tab. You can yeah. get all your No Simple Road gear there. And if you feel so inclined and you want to monetarily support the No Simple Road family and help us continue to put out good content. Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That's it. You can sign up there as little as a buck a month, as much as you want beyond that. And um, you'll get early access to episodes and percentages off the merch on the store and other fun and cute you stuff. you know what? What? I finished oh, Abigail's collage. We have a new patron. Woo! Oh yeah, that just happened. Yeah, yeah, that just happened this weekend too. Yeah, our new patron. Man, I'm looking at it. But anyway, Abigail, it'll be in the mail tomorrow. I'm super proud of it. I love it. I'm so excited for you to get it. I hope you love it. And um, yeah, our new patron is Alan K. Alan Alan K. Alan K. Signed up for seven bucks. Hell yeah! He is a chan donator. I love that. Alan. Alan. Thank you, brother. We speak your name. We speak your name. (laughs) We love you, man, and we appreciate you. And you know what? That seven dollars is going to be well spent over here on hosting and all the stuff that we do. And thank you for believing in the mission of No Simple Road and taking care of the family, man. Is this episode brought to you by Alan K? This episode is brought to you by Alan K. This is a really good episode, Alan. Yeah, to you scored. Bring, yeah, so that seven bucks is well spent, man. All right, you guys. That's, Everybody needs to get comfy. Yeah, get comfy. Sit back, get get some tea or a little coffee, some chai, whatever you want. Comfy clothes. You should put your headphones on. Put your headphones on. Lay on the couch. Close your eyes. Don't go to sleep. Just listen. (laughs) Just listen. With all of us babbling, you can't fall asleep to this. I've done it. (laughs) Have you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because you guys are my you guys are my regular voices, so it's oh yeah, it's easy. Tune us out. Tune us out. She's learned that. Well, also it's comforting. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Not tune out. Sure. Wow. So sit back and get ready to get comforted. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Without further adieu, the No Simple Road crew gives you Jeff, Jeff Firewalker Schmidt of Saint Disruption. First was me, then came the tree. Adam said he comes to be. From sunset in the garden near the dawn of time, players with the shadows your stupids and blame them for their crime. Take the power from the people like motor to the steeple. Let's make the master a whore. Crib notes in place 
of the wisdom before. So we never know what the good book said. We'll never know how the prophets bled. I don't care what blood you carry, what belief you marry. In every corner of time, your kin have suffered the sin of the truth in virgin crime. It's consciousness. It's a consciousness takedown. Do like a clown. No medicine for the masses. While toxins, mems, harassers. I don't care what blood you carry, what belief you marry. In every corner of time, your kin have suffered the sin of the truth for virgin crime. Scorched earth and authority trespass. Easy sleep forever in our captives. So the question is, what you gonna do with this? So the question is, what you gonna do with this? They reflect pure spirits as derelicts and thieves Paint the saint a sinner Incinerate what's at the center While in the gutters poets grieve Power broke reflections Static kills the connections Too you don't know who to trust Stool pigeons preach division Suspicion and superstition While friendships turn to rust In Jericho we took a stand Blast from the brass band They brought the walls down Then they locked my soul in the deepest hole But now I'm back Same song with a different sound Reincarnation Times ten, paper kiss the pen, then I'm through the strange blend. I'm saying disruption, asking what you gonna do, and I'll ask it again and again. Digest the darkness, find truth and stillness, stand down the pain, grab medicine from illness, answer the questions. Cause confusion ain't nothing but another dance lesson. They bid them for the right to keep the scrolls buried, but the truth echoes legendary cause it's necessary. First came Eve, the fertile womb, spirit Adam's dream, planted seeds, then we all bloom. The soul Wears a suit made of matter The grand experiment to make illusion shatter Eat the forbidden fruit Ain't no original sin unless Love is what sinners do I resurrect the slain fisher king Slain eternal queen Two sides of the same thing So invincible Mystic right the principle Behind the scenes half invisible Same disruption I make the system stop Put this key inside your lock I said same disruption I break the prison block Take my hand let's rewind the clock Hi, Jeff. I'm Aaron. Aaron, good to meet you, brother. Good to meet you too, man. And and Jeff, welcome to the show. This is Mel. And we have Mel? our... Yeah, Mel. And yeah. I'm Apple. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's great to be with you all. Uh, Jeff, okay. 
I don't even know where to start. Start by having him introduce himself yeah. before you get to talk. He, there's very, we're very anxious to talk to you. A lot of times we skip over having our guest introduce <laughs> themselves to our listeners. So if you tell everybody what you do and uh, why you're here with us today. Well, my name is uh, Jeff Firewalker, uh, Jeff Firewalker Schmidt, and um, I'm a musician and professional troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> I love bringing people together that are smarter and more capable than me to solve problems and stir things up and really have a good time. And so so I'm hoping that's what we'll do tonight, too. Yeah, man. I, I, Hell yeah. The, the three of us. Okay. So what I was going to say before you introduced yourself is <laughs> this getting the information on you sparked something in the house for us. We all live together here in Portland, Oregon. Aaron and I are married and Apple and I have been friends since we were kids, 12, like 12. 12 years old, <clears throat> but uh, it sparked something in the house for us. It, it seeing what you've accomplished and what you've done is intimidating it, it, yeah well that but also like very inspirational yes for us um and uh knowing that <clears throat> you've done the things that you've done i there's so much to cover i don't know where to start with you <laughs> you're too kind you know i just i just i just run on run on high fuel all the time and don't like getting bored so i just keep myself uh keep myself learning and doing things, you know? Yeah, man. I, I, I know the feeling I do. So let's start with St. Disruption. Let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Cause that, the ugh, pain storm, that is, that's what, I mean, one of the things that started it, cause we, you know, we got this little info sheet. So started do you know, looking up a couple things and I stopped at that and I must've played it back at least 10 times that day. And I just couldn't stop looking at it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I just listening to the lyrics. It is definitely a disruptor. It stops <clears throat> you in your tracks. It makes you pay attention. It's not an easy listen. It mm-hmm. is something that is intentional, thought provoking and awakening. So can you start with that? Like, where was the idea for that amazing piece? Cause it's not just the song. It's the video. Yeah, well, thank you for those super kind words. You know, at the beginning of 2020, when all of the lockdown stuff happened, I had no idea I'd be doing this and working with Brother John Modeski and, and you know, sort of creating a big musical collaborative here and here in Asheville. Um, my work, you know, as a teacher, as an educator, as a convener of ceremony, uh, you know, between here and Europe, just within the span of about a week and a half, completely disappeared. So I was like, okay, spirit, I got all this luxury of free time. What am I going to do? What do you want? You know, how do I serve, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of music in my early life and this bizarre, but wonderful, somewhat humorous message came through. It was like, okay, well, Jeff, what you got to do is take all this time that you've got and take everything that you've seen experienced as a curandero, as a teacher in the last 20 years and put it to music and poetry. And I was like, wow, that's tripped out, man. Okay. I'll do <laughs> yeah. it. And, and furthermore, you know, I got this message that you will be supported if you do this. Whoa. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, uh, I, I, I like to write, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of like a garage poet kind of guy. And, and 
love to explore how to be in, in essence kind of like how to be a, a mirror to what's what I feel and experience happening in the world. And I was like, man, this is an intense time. There's a, it's like a war of mirrors of illusion of fear, all kinds of stuff happening. So how do I get effective and actually doing this in some sort of real way? Now I've always been a fan of the last poets because of their important place in, in, contemporary and, and music you know some people credit umar and the last umar ben hassan and the last poets with literally starting rap and hip-hop you know it was the first exposure i ever had to it All and right. and it was in like the late 80s and it shook me yeah man. yeah yeah well they were in the middle of the cauldron in new york city at the at the beginning and um, middle of the civil rights movement. And they were like, we are going to speak truth through art, through music, through rhythm to bring people together and actually, you know, make our bodies feel good through these ancient, ancient rhythmic things that we know in the marrow of our bones. And then we're going to speak poetry to truth. And that's always been a big thing for me. And, and I had this spark. I'm like, okay, well, this is a little crazy, but I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to Umar. I'm going to try to find Umar and see if, if there's something that we can do together. And it, you know, took me a little while and I finally connected with him. And, um, and we had a number of really good conversations and, at one point he was like, well, let me hear one of your poems. And I was like, Ooh, that kind of made me a little nervous. So I <laughs> read it to him and he goes, well, it's not so bad, kid. Uh-oh. And, um, well, what ha- ended up happening was that, um, that he ended up saying yes to narrating one of my poems, which is, uh, the, the essence of a, of a tune called stories. And he, gave me the great honor of of reciting one of his very personal autobiographical poems called pain storms and and uh he was like so clear i was like really nervous i was like man this is beautiful this is powerful i i i'll i'll do what i can and i hope i don't mess it up but if it's not right we're not going to do anything with it okay and I started working with that and I was working on a piano line and, and some pulses. And all of a sudden I was like, man, I need somebody who is just like a genius to help me with this. And so I called John, uh, John Modeski and told him what I was up to. And he was like, well, that's really cool. You know, um, John and I, Modeski and I go way back meeting in the Amazon, like 13 years ago. And I was like, brother, you want to help me with this? This is kind of like left of center. And I think we might be able to do something interesting. And so I sent him my rough rhythm, rhythm and, and piano track, and he just ran with it. I, he came back to me a couple weeks later with the most powerful piano interpretation of a poem that I've ever heard in my life. And that was kind of, Painstorms was the, was the start of this whole thing. Wow. And then, then I was like, well, let's, we got to paint a picture around this. Let's, let's, let's really take it all the way and paint a picture around this. And I've been following wasp video in the UK for some time. And I reached out to those guys and we started collaborating and talking about imagery and uh, they, I, I feel like they just nailed it. it. It's a, it's really special in my heart because that was the seed crystal for what has become this music and art collaborative. We're calling St. Disruption. That wow. can't be a better seed. Like I, if I, I mean, I, 
I didn't know that, but that's what, like, that's why I said intimidating when Aaron was talking about it, because thinking about all the things that you've done and then you put that out, like that's your latest creation. That is powerful to me. And you're talking about, um, and I hope that you get into it. Don't mind getting into it about meeting John Odessi because he's a previous guest that we had. And after talking with him, I, I felt a, a similar, like, wow, this man is in, like incredible. He yeah, just from another planet. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't even wrap my head around who I was just talking to. So I just feel like, you know, with all the things that you've done and, and everything that you're doing is everything I'm interested in. It. And you're doing it so beautifully and powerfully. So thank you for listening to that that spirit. And I yeah, thank I, you. I want to I want to go back to something. Um, you, you know, you mentioned the quarantine and the lockdown and the it's been an interesting space for us to navigate as, as a no simple road. And, uh, you know, this, this show traditionally was, is based in, in music and we were going to music festivals and concerts and that whole thing. Well, our world shut down along with everybody else's and we were left with a platform and not knowing what to do. And we have a community. There's the, we have the No Simple Road family. There's people that, you know, depend on hearing us every week that, that get fed and feel from the community of being around the show. And so I felt a responsibility to that thing and didn't know what to do. And the past couple of weeks, I uh, have been saying to Mel, I, I, I've been getting this feeling of like, what do we do now? That's like the message I'm getting from our community, from inside myself, from what I'm seeing. Like, okay, we're in this space. We're here now. We were charged with whatever we're charged with, where we're at in the moment. What do we do now? And so I was like, we need to have people on the show now that can give our community good information on where we move for how we move forward as humans on this planet from the point that we're in right now. And then you showed up. <laughs> you guys are so gracious. I mean, thank you for all the, all well, the kindness. I mean, it's, you know, life, no matter where you're at on the, you know, in the, in the, in the journey, it's, it's a struggle. You know, right. this planet's a mosh pit. Let's not, let's not, <laughs> words, man. Right. you know, it's, it's, it's tough. And, and, you know, what is so interesting, and this is what I tell my, my students and, and the, the people I work with, is that if there was a medicine that I've found that this, this time is associated with, it is the medicine of not attaching oneself to any particular conclusion. It's like, can we all be Bob Dylan? You know how Maestro Dylan was like, he would speak such profound truth in his music and his art. And yet he didn't build alliances with groups. He didn't create polarization. He didn't create any us versus them kind of mess. He stood in the middle knowing that everything is true and false at the same time. Yes. Everything inside is an illusion and vice versa. That's, I think that's the medicine force at this time. Yes. And that's the foil to fear. You know, we got to stay out of the fear. That That's the thing. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, and it's insidious. 
it's yeah. it's because it's in every corner of our home being reflected through the screens that are around us and it's it's and, and if, it's very crafty on how it digs into the psyche and i, I myself have like caught my myself like whoa you just got sucked down the rabbit hole man what happened and through this whole thing like one of the things i've been saying is like what what about love what mm. happened to love because th- there's a lot of fists raised and i'm not saying that it's not warranted but what happened to love because that would seem to me like the message of the 60s and the, and everything that happened then that was the one thing that made sense to me as a human being. And from my experiences, like love is the thing that can change things. And I, I I just don't know, like from where we're at moving forward, how we navigate the space that we're in. And I see what you're doing through rhythm and movement and music and poetry is, is feeding that thing and kind of taking us on a journey to, shake us out of that stagnation. Well, that's the prayer. I mean, you know, I think if you were to talk to anybody in our musical and art collective, you know, it's like, it's, it's really about us helping each other as a spirit family, you know, helping each other be accountable, helping each other create. Um, You know, I don't, I don't pretend to, to know much of anything truly. Um, I know that sometimes when you get the right people together and have the right chemistry in the right moment, something that is helpful comes through. And that's really mm-hmm. the, that's really the essence. And it's, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh said something really interesting about a decade ago. And I, and I think it's so important for us to remind ourselves of now. And that is, he said, the next Messiah, the next Bodhisattva, the next great teacher that comes to this planet will not be an individual. The next great teacher is in the form of the sacred hoop of the group of the of the community. That's where the big teachings are going to come through. So our job is to you know, our evolutionary opportunity at this point is to stand against the tide of energy that's trying to separate us. Yes. To tear our hearts apart so love doesn't work. This is, you know, this is the opportunity. We have to kind of like flip the narrative on, you know, around and say, okay, this is this is the job. You know, there's there are forces out there that are trying to take what's important, what's humanizing, what actually allows love to flow. And either consciously or unconsciously, these new behaviors and rules are making that very difficult. And we got to say, no, we're not going to let that happen. And we have to do it gracefully in a, in a way that that is helpful. But we got to say no, you know? Yeah. 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 I don't even know what to say after that. I, I, what comes to mind hearing what you just said is an experience I had in 2019 at the Gorge Amphitheater at a Den Company show. And it was during Drums in Space. And um, I was sitting on the ground and I had my hands in the grass and I could feel the waves of the music coming up through the earth. And then there was also like coming down from above in these like geometric patterns. And... I heard a voice saying, 
you've got nothing to worry about. Do you realize how big I am? I'm raising an army of people way beyond the physical. That's much larger than anything you can even imagine. Your worries are so small. And at the time I was like, okay, that just put that in my pocket and for what it's worth, that's cool. But hearing what you just said kind of made that make sense now in right now. Aaron, it's so true, brother. I mean, that's, you know, being a, being a practitioner of indigenous plant medicines. I mean, that's what the medicines have told me all along. Jeff, do not worry. We are bigger than any, any political movement, any agenda, any Illuminati, any, any covert in, invisible mess that's out there. Do not worry. Stay in your heart, do your work, and don't worry because the worry is what gets you all messed up. The worry does get you messed up and it gets you into that fear energy. And then you don't know what to do. You know, you either cower, you know, stay home and stay isolated. You're not connecting with people that you know will help you feel better. Or you fight and become aggressive and don't really have a direction to put that. So now you're just hostile. And it creates this weird place for where you can't really like touch anybody or, or talk to anybody. And th- that right there, Jeff, is a lot of what I'm seeing. Cause I'm, I'm an essential worker and I work out in the, you know, the front line. So I'm seeing a lot of the, you know, whatever the political story comes down, then I see it in the store. Yeah. And you, I so, right. You, you, so you see the, the fear, you see the, um, you know, the panic or you see the excitement or you see the, the, you know, the, just the disregard, like, anger. yeah, it's so crazy. So like in those times being a, a calm is so imperative, but like I said, the fear comes in. If you just give it one little tiny foothold, like being a curandero, what could you say to that kind of energy and how to, to work with that type of an energy? That's a, that's a great question. Well, before, before I address that, what I want to say to you, Mel, is that you're by putting voice to what you're seeing, using your power, sitting in front of a microphone, speaking to a community is medicine, Mm. putting voice to what you're seeing, reflecting back. And so There'll be people that will listen to this and go, I don't feel so alone because this podcast I listen to all the time, my friends on this podcast just reflected how I'm feeling. That is medicine. You know, mm-hmm. that is important. And and the more that we can do that from a neutral and grounded place, the more our bodies mm-hmm. emanate a healing essence. So when we go into the marketplace, there is a natural catalytic effect that that we have it's it comes down to and this is kind of like a elliptical answer to your question it comes down to being confident in the power of your heart you know it goes Mm. back again to we are being tested right now in every single way love over fear is 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 what's for lunch and each of us personally are being tested to up our game Mm. to make our conditioning not not matter to make our 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 um, phobias not matter to not make anything except the strength of our heart and what we know in our bodies matter you know 
our bodies are so fucking it's friggin' wise, you know, and you can and, curse. And there's this narrative that somehow nature is is dangerous and that we are dangerous and and that it's deepening this oppositional, you know, sort of like relationship with nature. And and if we don't let that happen, our bodies naturally radiate a lot of of healing and settling power you know this is what the, this is what my teachers in south america tell me and you can feel it when you're hanging out with them they cultivate this energy field you know whether you're yeah. in chinese alchemy and call it gong or if you're down in the andes you call it cow sai or sami you know it's it's that auric you, field yeah 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 you wow. just got to believe it it, it sometimes It'll hit you over the head, even if you don't believe it. I, I've, we just had a conversation last week on the show about this. Like, um, we were talking about uh, Jerry Garcia oh. and, and going to my first Grateful Dead show and how it was this transformational experience, right? And Mel brought up the fact she's like, well, that's that's basically like going and seeing a guru. Like, you, you walked into a field of unconditional love. It, it, cracked you open and it changed the course of the rest of your life. And I never had thought about it like that. It completely blew my mind. I'm like, Oh wow. I never thought of that before. But even if you don't believe it, what, like I had no clue. I just walked in there, a kid, 18 years old, not knowing anything and got smacked with it. And it changed the rest of my life and led me to sitting here talking to you. You know what I mean? So that thing is, like we said a minute ago, ultimately bigger and more powerful than anything that, that we can possibly imagine. And when you start becoming a conduit for that thing and like, like what you've done, you know, you said you heard this voice that told you to do this thing you start doing it, putting the boots on the ground and doing the work is the hard part. So for you in, in beginning to create Saint Disruption, what was the what was the first like uh first steps for you when you started reaching out and and doing stuff for it what is a city without its music the legacy of the new york philharmonic is incredible nearly two centuries of history that's a lot of music and a lot of stories i was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking i can't quite believe this is happening Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. It was really painstorms. It, it propelled it propelled me into high gear. It, it the work product gave me confidence that, gosh, wow, I, I don't need to doubt anything here, and I'm just going to be audacious and bold and and look for open doors and you know within two months of you know this incredible manager and brought down his family from the uh, Washington DC area to work with me and now we've got a team of like 30 people on this it's it's amazing so so basically it was really the the initial spark that John and I were able to ignite with Umar that set the stage for everything. How how did you and John meet in, in the Amazon? Can you go into that fun story? Tell us about that. (laughs) Yeah, I was, um, 
it was a it was about 13 years ago i was in ecuador and i was studying plant medicines and and um there's a there's a tribe in the northern amazon uh, the sequoias who are renowned for their understanding and connection to plants and plant consciousness and and the consciousness of nature and i had come to the conclusion that if there was anyone i wanted to go spend time with was these absolutely remarkable people and it happened that a friend of mine was actually um a gringo actually woven into their tribe and they were married down there and lived with them for a while he took me down to uh, be with him for a while and um about halfway through the trip we took a little day day jaunt out to a different part of the jungle to meet a gentleman by the name of don cesario who was at the time the most renowned um ayahuascaro in in the northern amazon and so we arrived and we're sitting around talking with Don Cesario and Don Cesario's wife. And here come three really friendly looking people. It happened to be John and his wife and a friend of theirs. I had no idea who it was. And they come into the kitchen and we're all sitting around talking. I was like, Hey man, what are you, what are you up to? John, you know, who are you? And he goes, well, I, you know, he goes, I, I, uh, I travel around some and he goes, well, where are you from? And I said, Asheville. And he goes, Oh yeah, I come to Asheville sometimes with my band. And I was like, well, cool. Maybe, maybe I've seen you. Maybe I've heard of you. And he goes, Oh, I don't know what we do is kind of esoteric. It's like, well, try me on, you know, try me on. And he goes, well, uh, we're called Modesky Martin and Wood. Oh my God. I'm John Modesky. I was like, Holy wow, man, you're my favorite keyboard artist ever. Wow. That's oh. so cool. <laughs> over the top, meaning you're in the middle of the Amazon. Whoa. And so we just struck up a friendship and have stayed in touch ever since. You know, we, uh, when I was at my university post, I helped um, bring some Sequoia to the U S to record some of their sacred songs. And John and I just, you know, kept in touch and did a couple small things along the way and, and, you know, deep respect for each other, you know, and we're born like six or seven days apart. Same um, have a lot of similarity in our early influences. Um, um, I'm partially adopted. He's fully adopted. There's just all these weird, cool parallels. And, um, and so sometimes these things take a while to germinate, you know, yeah. you plant right. seed and sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a decade. And <laughs> Hang on one second. I got to plug something in and we're going to lose you. Hang on one sec. What's oh, your computer. Yep. Uh oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that's just because well, what a way to meet somebody like like meeting him down there. That's not like an awkward meeting in a restaurant or something. Like, do I even say anything? Like, that's you're it. there with just him, and then you realize who it is. That's that's an amazing way to meet like a hero. And he is so incredibly humble. I mean, mm. my. My respect for John is just endless. He is, he is um, a titan of modern music, and wow. is just, he's you know played with so many people and is just so well loved. It's it's been it's been really tremendous collaborating with him. We got to play in the studio in December up at uh, Applehead Studios in New York. Oh, wow. and, 
do we did a fun photo shoot together and we're just trying to figure out now how we can actually you know spend more time together we've got a lot a lot more songs in the hopper and our collective you know creative community is is um just chomping at the bit working together and we're just ready for what's next you know we've got in our sort of constellation we've got uh, a great hip-hop band from Asheville that we work with called um, Free Radio and we're working with uh, Agent 23, uh, Cactus Sullivan, who won a Grammy a couple years ago for his, his Conscious Kids Hip Hop and got a great community we're building here. Wow, wow man. That, that's one thing that constantly comes up. We were just talking about this Today. earlier. Asheville. North Carolina, we, we've made several friends from there. We've talked to so many musicians. We can't, we're, well, this is another one, the 2020, we we're hoping to make it back to Asheville, but we hear, we've had a lot of people tell us, they're like, it's like the Portland of the East Coast, because we're up here in Portland, and it's just, I mean, nonstop music and community, culture, arts, I can't wait to make it out there, but I'm just, want to hear a little bit from you about Asheville, and that's your home. <laughs> Yeah, well, I hope I hope y'all will make it. Here. We'll uh, we'll roll out the red carpet for you. Um, Likewise, it's 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 really special. You know, these are the oldest mountains in the world, the the Appalachian Mountains. They've actually risen up, eroded down, and come up again. Um, and <coughs> they're they they have a very interesting. Um, they're like a stern old grandmother. They have a lot of oh, wow. healing potential and uh, and you know, Asheville was more or less found, you know, it was a Cherokee, um, native Cherokee uh, tribal area. Um, the Vanderbilts established themselves here as a kind of a midpoint between Florida and New York, um, built a, a summer a state here. And it was also a, it was a place that was very, um, very popular for people suffering tuberculosis. What they, there were all sorts of tuberculosis infirmaries. People would come and and um, get out in nature and and heal up from tuberculosis. So it has a long history of healing, and mm-hmm. right now we've got more healing arts and especially alternative healing arts practitioners per capita than any place in North America. We have like two percent of the entire nation's integrative medicine workforce and you know town of a hundred thousand people like seven herbal schools three or four acupuncture schools it's off the hook and and that statistic (laughs) include you know weirdos like me doing you know like indigenous medicine stuff it is and it's really characterized by you know how in a lot of communities people are like oh my medicines my techniques are better than yours there's none of that here people really are share a lot you know i i have you know like meditation sessions i work with sacred tobacco a lot and and you know at any one gathering i might have a couple tibetan buddhists a couple yogis i mean everybody's sharing you know wow. that's a our area that's something you don't hear very often nowadays <laughs> that right there and you know it, it's funny like apple said just maybe four hours ago i said we need to visit Asheville, man. I want to go check it out down there. And then this conversation. We were talking about the Appalachian Mountains today at work, right before I left work. Yeah, it's, it's this, it, it, there's something special down there for sure. And I, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about what the work you do with plant medicine. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I've, 
I haven't experienced it. I've experienced all kinds of other medicines, but not that particular. And and also the tobacco, the sacred that, tobacco. That's exactly that you, what I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah that too. I, I'm really curious about that and and how you work with it and how you ended up doing that. Well, like so many things, it, it was definitely not a choice. You know, this the, the path of a, of a curandero is, is definitely something that you don't choose for sure. Um, I was actually working with the state university system building a research institute a long, long time ago. And, and just by a, a number of weird coincidences, ended up meeting some um, um, Cherokee elders. And that led me to meeting the person who became my main uh, teacher in the, in the vegetalista traditions, the traditions of actually relating with plants like teachers, you know, and, and in these traditions, it's understood that there are certain plants upon the earth that um, are every bit as wise as the Dalai Lama or Mother Teresa, uh, the so-called teacher plants, the master plants. And, and um, if you go around the world and kind of do a survey where tobacco grows naturally or where it's been in, uh, woven into the culture, it's almost considered without exception, the master of all plants. Um, there are stories of origin around the world that are very, very similar about tobacco. Tobacco is like a Swiss army knife, um, a psycho um, physical Swiss army knife. It's, it's, it's an extraordinary plant and it's kind of reflected in the stories of origin that talk about it doing what all the other plants are able to do. And it's interesting in, in terms of its neurophysiology, that was one of the great mysteries behind tobacco. And one of the reasons why its misuse is so addictive is, is that you as the smoker consciously or unconsciously can guide the psychophysical outcome, the, the mental state outcome that you wish. It can be an up or a down or a euphoria, a memory enhancer, an aphrodisiac, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And that's crazy. There's no other plant on the planet like that. Um, I was early in my studies as a vegetalista traveling back and forth to Peru and, and, you know, doing all the kind of initiatory stuff that my teachers, you know, had prescribed for me and grandfather tobacco got very, you know, very present. And I'd been doing research, you know, neuroscience research using nicotine as a as a probe to understand how neurological circuits work so we already had this kind of weird relationship <laughs> with, with tobacco and he said i'm going to teach you and my and my human teachers kind of recognized that and and supported me in becoming a tabacero and so he is a grandfather tobacco is is one of my major teachers he's he taught me herbalism you know this is how it's said that in the old days, people learned herbalism. You know, you, you develop a, a deep relationship with one plant. And if that plant happens to be friends with other plants, you learn about all the other plants too. They'll wow. introduce you to his friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And then I, then I, then I am um, uh, very fortunate to bless, deeply blessed to have been able to study with, uh, South American teachers in the Huachuma tradition, the San Pedro tradition. So I'm a Huachumero as well. You know, of course there are, you know, sort of legal sensitivity, so I don't practice up here, right. but, uh, but I carry, I carry that medicine as well. I, I, I got to ask you a question about this. So you said that, you know, you don't, you don't choose that 
that path chooses you. When you get the word that that's where you're headed and, and you start going down that path, were you afraid? Ooh, oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd talked with, I'd, you know, befriended enough native elders to know that I was, I was about to get ground to a pulp more than once. Yeah. yeah that's, man, that's something you don't, you don't choose. And I will say that I have a perfect life. I have the most beautiful, unbelievably blessed life. And, and I owe it to these, you know, these traditions. I mean, it's, I was, I was a prodigal hot mess when I was young, you know, I was, I, I was, and well, I got humbled and, and I got, you know, I still got work. Everybody's got work to do, you know, but man, what was that humbling experience that brought you to the now? Almost dying a couple times helped. That was, that was <laughs> good. Um, That'll do it. Um, yeah, it was, it was really coming to terms with the fact that, that um, the mind and thinking and how smart you are and forcing and bludgeoning your way through the world is, is definitely not a sustainable mm choice for any of us. And as a matter of fact, it's the kind of, you know, ment- mentalism and forcefulness and materialism that's led to all this stuff. And, you know, the day that I realized I was part of the problem, um, that was kind of annihilating because, you know, I was in the the academic elite, you know, and, and I was, everything I did was about bolstering my ego. And then, you know, the, another annihilation was when I realized that this entire, you know, scientific career that I had made for myself, you know, dozens of patents and tons of publications and people working for me in multi-million dollar budgets, blah, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. it was, I realized that I was actually using that as a distraction from the real work and the real work was healing what I needed to heal. And when I get that realization, I knew I had to walk, you know, so I, I left a, I was a department head at a major university and had just, I mean, it was like the greatest job in the world, biggest ego stroke in the world, but I knew I had to walk, you know? Yeah. So did any of those two almost near death experience or one of those ones that brought on the, healing parts like the healing arts in you yeah it's always you know it's it it, all those all all the things kind of work together you know in that regard and you know i i don't like the term healer really um because i don't that's not really what anybody who's in in the vocation yeah how do you call it what like okay if, if you're gonna get an index of all those people that are there in Asheville, what would the umbrella be under? It's a good question. I mean, (laughs) people say I'm a healer and that kind of gives you context. It's what we use socially. Um, But for me personally, I can only speak for me personally. It's, it's like, I don't own healing. Healing is part of the fabric of the universe, the intelligence of the universe. My job is just to share with people what I've found in my journey so that they can source their own power. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, this is, I think, a, an important thing about this time as well. Um, this, the medicine of this time is about us owning what we got and being, and, and, and saying no to anything that works against our sovereignty. Mm. You know, each one of us has everything we need to be a bodhisattva, to be 
completely realized as a human being and to heal up whatever needs to be healed. The, the days of, of external authority, gurus, all that kind of crap, it's, it's, I don't think it's what we need right now. No. no. I, <clears throat> You're so spot on. One of the things that we've talked about quite a bit is the desperate need for ritual in, in, oh. our, in our culture today and how, you know, like I told you, we were <clears throat> going to music festivals and concerts and taking psychedelics and stuff. And, and that is ritual for us. That is a time to commune with the earth and other human beings and frequency and movement and get out of ourselves. And in, in those moments, in those times, I have, I've said this, like, I feel the most myself, like the most in my skin, the most, um, able to access the power that's out there. And I can feel myself like, wow, I ha I have agency in the world that I'm in. And then you take a year of not doing that. And I was just saying before we started talking to you, like, I feel like a loved one that I, that I'm with all the time has gone away mm -hmm. and I miss them with like a, a hole in my heart. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like, do you, from the traditions that you're in, is it seen the same way that ritual is that thing? You know, this is a really great, this is such, such a great question, Aaron. And it, it, it points to many of, of Western cultures ills. Um, we, we have um, de-ritualized culture. Um, the, the scientific revolution, some people say really starting with the enlightenment and then kicked into high gear with Pasteur and the germ theory of, of um, disease um, has, and, and scientism and, and, the, and the fact that science has been so radically powerful in shaping and making more easeful our daily experience that, that ritual has been subjugated as somehow a artifact of primitive culture. Yes. Yes. When you look at it from a practical level, and this is not my original thinking. This, this is really something I learned from a scholar by the name of William Barrett, um, who's best known for his, his, um, his work in, um, in, um, phenomenology and existentialism. Uh, his most famous book is called irrational man, irrational man. Um, but, this book called The Illusion of Technique goes deep into this. You know, basically what he says, and I think he's absolutely right, is that ritual and ceremony have the effect of plugging us into as much information flow as our, you know, sort of bioenergetic systems can handle. And when we're plugged in like that, we have more of a chance to make good decisions because we see how we relate to the chain of causality all around us in ways that's not possible unless mm -hmm. our antenna is fully up and out. Right? right. Right. And when that doesn't happen, when we get cut off from understanding the consequences of our thoughts, of our actions, that's when stuff gets out of balance. And, you know, it's like if you look at the role of a traditional medicine elder in an intact 
traditional community, what you find is that they don't oftentimes say, I'm the healer. I'm the one that brings medicine. No, what they tell you is we're the ones that keep the focus on the balance because us weird humans have this tendency more so than our other animal brothers and sisters of getting way out of balance, way out of what we, we remind the community that ritual is what binds us, what keeps us in balance. And when, when you've got that infrastructure in place, people don't get sick. Animals don't disappear. Things stay in sacred reciprocity. This is so important. After learning, you know, in South America and in all the different places that you were in, um, what makes you come back to here? (laughs) And I don't mean like just because it's beautiful or whatever, but like, what's your, what are you bringing back? to back here learning from all of those amazing traditions what what are you personally bringing back yeah well so what i've tried to do with my organization the eagle condor council um is to try to share with people um how to make a return to each other and to the earth that is in the container of a coherent cosmology that helps people reestablish place, a sense of place and space and where we've been and where we're going. Um, you know, I run a, a, essentially with my colleagues, we run a mystery school, a year-long mystery school that leads people back to uh, a found, you know, sort of a new foundation that helps you, you know, helps people navigate the world. And we tend to um, attract people who are already professionals, like, um, you know, we get a lot of doctors, healers, therapists, counselors, and and we, through sharing indigenous practice and wisdom and, and the cosmology of this, mostly the Andes, um, just help people do their work in a more uh, easeful, more um, highly resourced way. So, so I'm here. I think my karma is here. I think you know I'm I'm meant to be in America. It's where I was born. And so what I try to do is just you know share all the things that have made my life so, so great. And so we have an organization that does that and we have a lot of fun. I mean, that's a heck of a mission statement. <laughs> it really is like for, um, is it the roots, um, media come the root? I can't remember what it oh, is. Root doctor. Yeah. Yes, root, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like that mission statement to working with people to create a better world, like through art. And that is one, it, it's just an amazing feat that you've, that you are accomplishing through all these art with all these artists and this collaboration and, and everything that you've done over your uh, career. Well, you know, the, that whole thing started actually with my my friends that I work with in this organization called the Wisdom Keepers. It's a UK-based okay. um, uh, group of um, we're 12 representatives of, of different traditions around the world um, from, you know, um, the state-appointed state shaman of Japan to um, Australian Aboriginal elders. Um we all work together and we, we ask, you know, our, the leader, the convener of the group asked this question, how can we get, you know, work with as many people as efficiently as possible to share the, the message of, of these ancient traditions that are being wiped off the face of the yeah. planet? And the answer was, let's have a present at, presence at the world's 
biggest music and transformational festivals. And so um, last, just in 2019, we had the, the great honor of being a featured guest at Glastonbury. Oh, and we, wow. were, we had an encampment there. We did workshops. Um, we actually got to open main stage events, you know, and lead 20, 30, 40,000 people at once in, in prayer and in visualization. It was oh, wow. awesome. And what I determined, this is what informed Root Doctor Media and kind of our disruptive business model with Saint Disruption is that so many people between like 18 and 30 were like, I don't know how to plug into being a change agent. It just, mm. the problem seems so big right. and the organizations that sure. support change just seem so distant and I don't know what to do. So we had this idea about actually, you know, bypassing the normal business structures for music, creating our own record label and actually creating a situation where, where Mel, every time you hit play, on a St. Disruption song, you know, a little bit of the revenue from that is going to support organizations that are dedicated to positive change in the world. Jeff, <coughs> so, I, I got to tell you something, man. <clears throat> You're, what you just said is an answer to a question that we asked and have had since we started No Simple Road. Um, like I said, you know, going to music festivals and having these experiences and being around the community in, inside those experiences, I ha I would have moments where I would see it as a whole and be like, there's nobody leading and we have no direction. We have all this energy and power and, and motion that's happening. And then the festival or the concert ends and it just like, it's like rivulets yeah. of water just going nowhere out and then it gets sucked back into the earth and it's dry again. And, and I kept thinking to myself, like, what can we do to, con to not contain it, but to channel it, to keep it going when the music ends and we walk out of the show, how do we continue the ritual in the next day and the next day and the next day? That's, that is exactly the, the question that it, we've been, you know, coming together and, and exploring for a long time. It's like, how do you create continuity? And part of the solution yeah. also, I think, is, is helping people who are searching understand the role of eldership. You know, there, mm. there is, there is, you know, there's a role for us old farts in, in, in youth culture, you know, it's like, we can, we, we got the battle scars and we can kind of be with you and, and, and help hold space for all the good stuff that's possible, you know? Yes. We just said it. We were just, well, this is a huge, like crazy. I, Jeff, you just came to us at such an opportune time. time because like I said, everything that you are doing, call it collective consciousness. I heard it too. That voice that you're talking about, I heard it too. The one that says, um, we all need to be up in our game. The one that says we all need to be healed of our BS that story that we've been hanging on since we're three years old. Get over it. We're done. We're here now. And yes, you are not 20 anymore. That means you've been through stuff. That means you can be a teacher. That means you can be a helper. That means you can be an example. And like all of the things that you're saying, is so profound like in our life but also in life right now like mm -hmm. everything that you're doing with the knowing that when i click that song that 
10 times, 12, 12, 12 times at least now, um, you know, pain storm that it's going to organizations. Yeah. To just to help, help this forward. Going back to something that we talked about at the very beginning, you know, the, the, what do we do now thing? Like, I wonder if you could help me help our community, man. And like, what, what are some tangible things, tangible practices that we can be doing right now to stay out of that fear flow and some things that we can do to stay connected to each other and that collective consciousness? Well, thank you for asking. I'm, I'm honored to, to share with you guys and your, your community. Um, ours, all of ours. The, the simple medicine is always the best, you know. And here's a good starting place, I think. This, is, this works for me really well. First thing in the morning, you put something in your, in your hand, some cornmeal, some tobacco, some sugar, some flowers, whatever. And you go outside and you get down on your knees and touch that earth, touch the earth. And you say, thank you for my life. Thank you for another day. Grandmothers, grandfathers, thank you. Thank you. And I need help in these ways and speak as if you were speaking on your grandpa's or grandmother's knee and say, I bring this offering of flowers, of cornmeal to you, whatever it is, from the deepest place of gratitude in my life, please accept this from my heart and just set it on the ground. And you may not believe that it's going to do anything at all, but you do it for three or four days and something will shift. Something starts to shift because the earth, she has been waiting for us to return to her and and there is so much latent energy <laughs> air force because we've forgotten we've disconnected so when you do a little thing like that these days whoa it's big and it's simple say thank you to the earth thank you for my life and all of a sudden what starts happening is that the earth and its intelligence and the ancestors they start they start conspiring on your behalf it's <laughs> <laughs> so easy it's so funny man the, the last the last journey that we all took together i was standing by a sink and i saw this like pool of energy outside and the voice was saying like there's a nexus of energy that's just been building up that wants to make all of the dreams come true, that wants to like manifest everything. And all you got to do is like, just tap into it. Just, just touch it. It's there. There's so much reservoir right now. And you just said it <laughs> again. Well, like, and that acknowledgement that you're talking about is so important. Like you said, maybe the first day doesn't feel like anything. You feel stupid or silly. <laughs> Second day. Okay, fine. And you, like you said, that third day, you're creating a ritual, you're creating a sadhana, or you're creating something that is deeper than yourself. Because if it was just based on what you felt, you wouldn't do it because it's silly. So why would you want to feel silly? But it's that belief. And what a, I'm excited about tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. 
And it helps us, uh, it helps us doing this work will help us see that the power structures that have been in place for so long have taken the esoteric essence of these important world stories and fables and turned them inside out so we don't have access to the power. And the more that we connect with the earth, the more the earth's intelligence will help us kind of sort that stuff out. Can I read you guys a, a poem? Please. Yes. <laughs> From sunset in the garden near the dawn of time, players in the shadows conjure serpents and blame them for their crime. Take the power from the people like mortar to the steeple. Let's make the master a whore. Crib notes in the place of the wisdom before. So we never know what the good books said. So we know, never know how the prophets bled. I don't care what blood you carry, what beliefs you marry. In every corner of time, your kin have suffered the sin of the truth and virgin crime. It's consciousness takedown, dupe like a clown, and no medicine for the masses as toxic memes harass us. I don't care what blood you carry, what belief you marry, in every corner of time, your kin have suffered the sin of the truth, perversion crime, scorched earth, and authority trespass, uneasy sleep forever in our caskets. So the question is, what you gonna do about this? So the question is, what you gonna do with this? Damn, man! <laughs> you we know? have to. We're not even done, and I want you back on on the show. <laughs> I, I just feel like you have such so much to share yeah. with our audience, and just these small little bites that it's. I'm so grateful because you know, Aaron. Aaron created No Simple Road. You know, three years ago, it it was a baby. It's not a baby anymore. It's a toddler. Toddlers are like sponges. They're learning every second. What are you showing your toddler? And right now, as the mom of No Simple Road, I've been feeling a call to do something more for the listeners, the audience, the family, in the sense that more than just something passive to listen to, but something to get involved with. But I don't believe the narrative that's out there. I don't believe any of it. So I can't get behind it. And so, you know, this entire 2020, whatever the crazy political stuff that's been going on, we've stayed out of it. We don't talk about it. It's not because we don't know what's going on. It's not because we don't respect it. It's because that is for another conversation. That's for another place. That's not for No Simple Road. However, like what Aaron just asked you, something tangible, like I've been feeling like we need to bring something just like more, more meat and substance. And what you said earlier, the truth is the medicine and what we're doing and describing my experience. And, you know, I just, you know, thank you for reminding me of that. Thank you for reminding all of us of that, of just speaking your truth is a blessing for other people to hear when it falls on their ears, you know, you, you hear it, you know, sometimes you don't need evidence. You feel the truth. And so I just want to thank you for bringing your truth, bringing the, the truth and for um, re-inspiring me and reigniting me and then leaving me with even more to follow up on with your music. Like I'm just, I'm, my heart is very, very grateful today. Like, thank you so much, Jeff. Oh, me too, man. It's good sitting with, with, the three of y'all it's really good and i look forward to it in the future and you know we're all in this together you know and and so thank you for helping remind me of of that too that that uh, your 
sacred circle that you all have cultivated. I mean, we're all in this together and let's stay in it together. Hey, Jeff, uh, I'm going to, when I stop recording, I want to exchange phone numbers with you if that's okay. Of course. Yeah, Yeah. man. I, I, I need, I need to talk to you more, but not here. (laughs) So you know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, man. Everything that Mel just said and 10,000 times more, the, the thing that keeps coming up for us is something that you touched on a minute ago and it's that call to eldership. Mm, Yeah. And, uh, finding the way to move in that space with, with, uh, some fun and, Mm. and some grace. And, and I didn't have, um, I didn't have the best role models when it comes to that. Uh, my psychedelic parents were pretty awesome at that, but the growing up role models weren't the greatest. And so for me, it's been a clunky ride in moving into that space. It's been a herky jerky. And, um, I think that 2020 has kind of, uh, made the rubber meet the road in a lot of ways for myself where that's concerned. And like in stepping into that and be like, okay, it's okay. It's okay to claim it. It's okay to do it. And finally giving myself permission to speak it. And uh, I just want to say thanks for what you said today. And uh, I appreciate you, man. That, man appreciate yeah. you guys too. Keep on, keep on speaking it, man. Keep on speaking it. And, you know, for what it's worth, I don't know any medicine person worth their weight that didn't have a tough go of it early on. You know, it's just, it's part of the training, you know. Yeah. Oh, have damn near have- killed me. I I was strung out homeless on the streets of Las Vegas, man, (laughs) you know, um, almost died a couple of times and um, now I'm sitting here. So yeah, the road has not been simple. I hate to be cliche, but it, it really, really hasn't. And I think that that for you to be empathetic to anybody else's plight, you have to go through tons of shit, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. That's right. You know, it kind of goes back to that um, topic about, you know, what is a healer? Is there such thing? And there is one definition that really pulls my heart. And it's simply this, a healer who is one is one who walks through the pain of another and emerges blessed. Mm. Wow. Write that down. Man. Yeah, <clears throat> I just want to say I'm sitting over. I'm not very talkative in this one. I've just been sitting here listening. I just feel a very natural high from the conversation we just had. Like direction, kind of a fogginess erased, a little more clarity, and just a, like a good natural high, like a plant high. Is <laughs> this good being together, isn't it? Yeah, man. Yes, it, it is. It's, it's a cool thing, man. And, well, and he you, said it earlier, the right people, the right time, and you get something helpful out of it. It's something trippy that I noticed about doing, doing the podcast. It's not every time. It's not every guest. But there's certain ones where the vibration in the room changes. And Um, it's, these are, these are my favorite because it's, it's almost spooky, but it's that comfortable kind of 
and it's like nourishment. It's like really good nourishment, like childhood nourishment. I feel like I can go, I could go, I mean, we're going to eat dinner and do things, but I feel like I could go curl up in a ball right now Suck your thumb. and go to sleep sucking my thumb because I need to incubate and come up with some ideas and plans, you know? <clears throat> Yeah. Thanks for being an inspiration, Jeff. Yeah, Thank you so much. So where where can everybody find out all your stuff? I mean, I'm sure there's a ton Yeah, what do you, what do you want to put out? Yeah. <laughs> well, first and foremost, saintdisruption.com is where all of our musical shenanigans, our sacred musical shenanigans are happening. Um, uh, my organization that is devoted to um, advocacy and education in the traditional uh, healing arts and cosmologies is eaglecondorcouncil.org and then the Wisdom Keepers organization that I am very fortunate to be a part of is wisdomkeepers.earth E-A-R-T-H wisdomkeepers.earth and if you want to see a really cool video from Glastonbury if yeah. on the front page there's a real there's a, uh, a trailer for the documentary our, our brother uh, Jeremy Wheelahan from Treetops Productions is, is putting together Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, the, it, we've been talking about um, when things are opened up again, putting on a music festival. And uh, I would love to have you there if we do that or when we do that. Yeah, man. It's, let's do it. Let's do it, when, man. We, we had the pleasure of getting to listen to all the music early. It, it's releasing soon, isn't it, to everybody? It is. We have our first uh, release of... Um, a song called Choke a Man, which is, which, which is, is great song, blue song. I wrote about uh, oppression and then each month up until uh, the beginning of April when the, when the album releases. So we've got a very lively next three months ahead. So stay tuned. Okay. Awesome. We do, trust me. We will, um, man. I just, thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And I, I know that, that our, uh, yes. our listeners yes. are going to get Thank some you. goodness out of this. So thanks a lot, bro. I appreciate oh, it. Yeah. Till we till we do it again. Yeah. yeah. Hang on a second. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop on the recorder. full of children, dry mouths and parched skins. This poem is about demons. It is not about magic. A tiny drop of water upon their lips. They ride cruise missiles bareback, lollipops and juicy fruits packed in suicide bombs. They are dead on arrival. The Gaza Strip the sunset strip, the drug strip. Stray bullets in boiling water comes to grip with smothered smiles. I am the voice of every child. I am that moment when your love becomes twisted and you decide to construct an asylum upon my innocence. I am that moment when you walk away, when you turn up the light and leave me struggling and groping for imagination becomes a pin cushion for fear and paranoia. I am that moment when you walk away and leave me to my own self-devices and live sex shows sliding down poles with Hershey kisses dripping from my mouth. The abuse began 
is a wound. Savage thoughts, savage thrusts. You hated each other. How could you love me? And now I run and hide under dim streetlights, exposing our truth to the world. Armageddon is clear. It is here. Dead animals on the road, more and more each day. I am your child. I was your child. I am no longer a child. I am a threat. I am a menace. I am your death. If you don't learn how to respect my touch, respect my feelings, respect my existence. Brainstorms, rainstorms, pain storms. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff 
as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.